This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, Lindsey. How are you doing? It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. We're getting there. Game time's on its way. We have Saturday NFL games, which I absolutely love. The Bengals play on Saturday, a week from Saturday, but they'll have that Sunday game. Tony Romo's calling the game, and there's That's a lot right. of... I saw you back down a little bit. I saw I saw you post and you started saying things. You were saying like, "Oh, I just like that it's the national game." But then we get on here and we're both big Tony fans. I know some fans don't like him and whatnot. I think they just think he's over the top with the other quarterbacks. The the you know the Patrick Mahomes, but he's over the top with Joe Burrow. I was listening back because uh, I watched the AFC Championship highlights. Or no, it was the last game. The last game against the Chiefs highlights. And he's like screaming, Yo, cool, right from the pocket. <laughs> I'm just like, he's he's excited about the Bengals too. Where do you get the idea he's rooting against them? It's not like people have pointed out. I know they like Gumble, but on that flea flicker, he just goes, there it is. That Touchdown. was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was bad. I know you're a neutral broadcaster when you're up there working for a network, but you got to get excited. That's like the exact opposite of Tony. That's that's nobody's excited. Well, that's the thing. And I'm I'm not backing away from my Tony Romo love. I have and like because I like when he's in the booth. I truly do. I said it before. I've said it on Twitter. I love it. I said it to you on Twitter. I like it when Tony Romo calls a game. There are, there are several reasons why I like when Tony calls a game. You know, I, obviously you read that tweet. It means your your team is in a big broadcast window. If you look at CBS's map, this game is being shown in pretty much every single state except for two. And yeah. that's that's a huge audience. That means your team is playing well this late in the season. Tony and Jim Nance calling the game is absolutely huge. And people talk about him, you know, love him or hate him. And then you hear, oh, I'm going to mute. I'm not going to listen to him. That's fine. Cause Dan and Lap are really great to listen to. And we are very lucky to have them, but I, I don't, Tony doesn't bother me as much as he bothers a lot of people. I love the excitement. Give me something to talk about. And the thing is, yes, you hear him talk about Patrick Mahomes, but you bring up a great point. I think if you were to go back and watch the AFC championship game and just a few highlights from the January 2nd game of last year, Chase is on the case. Yeah. I mean, they actually have a great record. Uh, I'll give Jay Morrison credit. He told me he's, the Bengals are three and one when Tony Romo calls the game. So do you know um, the three, do you know the four games? Uh, the Dallas is the loss. Yeah. And there's three Chiefs wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> They're undefeated against the Chiefs. <laughs> Tony Romo on there. 
if someone would have told you that, you know, looking in the future, you're going to guess which games the Bengals have a three and one record with Tony Romo calling the game. There's three games against the Chiefs and one against the Cowboys. What do you think is going to happen? No way anybody would have said three and one Chiefs. Definitely. Um, I think it's funny to ask, like, where are the games Tony Romo called? Uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. And the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it doesn't bother me that much. I, I know a lot of people feel a certain way about the guy, but honestly, I kind of feel like Tony's calmed it down just a little bit where you don't hear him as much, like, guess what's about to happen. Like he used I know, to. I missed that. Yeah, I liked it too. Maybe that's a criticism that the CBS producers or people in charge over at CBS uh, told Tony, but I, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's fun. I'm looking forward to watching the game. To be honest, I'm kind of looking forward that this game is on the road after having back-to-back home games because Sunday home games can be exhausting, even though I'm not playing in it. Um, I'm kind of like looking forward to a 425 kickoff, just watching the game, and uh, you know, hopefully they get that road win. Yeah, um, they're all the same to me because I'm not local. <laughs> You're like, I don't really care. They can be home. They can be away. It doesn't matter. It is definitely exhausting for me to go to games because there's usually a lot of travel involved in that, mm-hmm. but uh no i don't no, no big deal either way i mean i've got much i've got such a great feel for all the announcers since i hear them all you're the expert you know who's gonna call the game what's gonna happen i'm a very easy please with the announcer the, there's like i don't really like troy aikman just because i think he's too monotone him and, really? and joe buck I, I feel like both of them together it's just so low energy i also always just listen to the manning cast on monday nights anyway but they don't do it every week so Oh, yeah, you don't like the movie. No, I don't. And it's nothing again. Like you said, I think we talked about it on the, the podcast Tuesday. I kind of like it when it's just the Manning brothers talking versus having a guest on. Um, the guest really draws, you know, attention to the audience. Obviously, the only reason I watched Monday night was because Joe was going to be on in that first segment. Nothing against them. I think their first year of doing it was really cool. I'm kind of just kind of, I don't know, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't watch it that much. But to be completely honest with you, I'm not watching a Monday night football game unless I have to, if it's, you know, impacting the playoffs or Cincinnati's obviously playing. So I'm not, they actually have a bad couple weeks until the Monday night football game with the bills. They, uh, they've had a bad year. I feel like Monday night football and Thursday night football always get bad after like the fourth week. I don't Jags jets could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Jags and Trevor Lawrence is kind of, Oh, um, that's the Thursday night game. My bad. Ooh. I'm sitting there yeah, talking about the game that's not even going to happen. No, no, no. It's Chargers Colts next week and Rams Packers this week. Never mind. That sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is um, at the end of the day, but I, I, I will say this. I think that this, and no offense to, to Jim Nance and, and Tony, but I think that Kevin Harlan should be on the A team in CBS. Does he even do? He does. Wow. He does. He's he's yeah. what's cool about him is he does like pretty much every sport. I love his, his NBA calls and I'm not even an NBA fan. Do you think that Kevin Harlan doesn't get the A spot because they don't know if he's going to be available for it because he does all these different sports and whatnot? Do they think it's like, well, we need a guy committed to football, basically? Although I guess. I don't know what else Jim Nance does. <laughs> well, he does the Masters. Um, yeah sure oh yeah golf tony Uh, also tries out for the masters (laughs) he has like a golf course in his backyard like ready to roll but the thing about it is they pay so much money for broadcasters now that if they went and said hey kevin harlan we want you to be on our a team in nfl 
we're going to give you this much money. I think he'd be like, okay, cool. I'll do it. I'll say goodbye to hoops and uh, just focus on NFL. It's just a, a biased opinion. I think he's really good at his job. I think so too. Although I do think it's funny. Jim Nance, oh man, this is a full segment on broadcast. Well, you did not mean for this. <laughs> uh, Jim Nance, the funny thing about that is when he was with Phil Sims, I feel like he got lumped into being one of the worst announcers. Mm-hmm. And now he's with Tony and that's uh, some people probably still don't love him, but I think he's good now. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of that has to do with now there's high energy next to him where Phil Sims just felt lost in the booth a lot. Uh, he's doing better as a, as a guy they just kind of kick to on the half times and whatnot. He, he, I feel like he, when he can compose himself and get his thoughts, Phil Sims is okay. But when he was trying to call live games, it wasn't my favorite. We need to talk injuries now that we are. Not I know we're podcast. over this. The funny thing is this wasn't even part of the topics and we just took nine minutes on Tony Romo. And it's just because it is a hot topic on social media. I love it. Go Tony call another one for the Bengals, but let's talk injuries right now. Trey Hendrickson out Mike Hilton out as of now, as of we're recording. This oh, week. I thought you were official with the Mike Hilton. I was like, no, okay. no, 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 no. I let me finish my sentence here. Uh, out, out Did not practice. Did not. Ooh, ooh, yes. <laughs> Let me take that back. <laughs> he did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. I think tomorrow is very telling. If a guy goes limited, you, you've seen it with Zach Taylor in the past. They can still play. So there's a chance that Trey Hendrickson and Mike Hilton could play. Monday, Zach Taylor didn't want to roll out Trey Hendrickson. The Mike Hilton thing is a little scary because he did leave the game early but did return versus the Browns. So you felt like, okay, this guy's good to go. But then you find out more after the game, how guys are feeling. So you you hope those guys are fine. And maybe this is just something that they're going to hold off for this week and they'll have their replacements in. And you just want those guys healthy because Zach Taylor is looking at January. He's looking at the rest of the season. He needs these guys if they make the playoffs and go on a run. So I think it's smart to be managing these injuries the way he has been all season. That's something to keep an eye on. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, limited. The way Tyler Boyd has talked about that finger, give the guy major credit because he's like, it's just a finger. He, he said, you know, some of the bone came off the skin and just absolutely um, does not sound awesome. But he's like, if I need to catch a ball, I'll catch a ball out there. And uh, to be determined if those wide receivers do go on Sunday. But, you know, optimistic that they did go limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, yeah, so... Jalen Davis also did not practice with the thumb injury yeah. and Hayden Hurst, I think we know didn't practice mm-hmm. with the calf, although I heard he's out of the walking boot. Mm-hmm. So um, good news for the future. He's I'm 90% sure he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> the doubtful tag would be on him. If it was, if it was me, if not out. Um, I feel like anytime you, you rack up and did not practice on Thursday, that's not a good sign. But if you do get the limited on Friday, sure. If they don't practice Friday, you could probably just say they're not playing. Uh, I really like when somebody can get into a full practice during the week, like the T and Boyd and Trent Taylor, even, which I think nobody has really talked about. I guess Irwin is really the wide receiver for, but if T and Boyd miss, then you need a lot of Trent Taylor. Uh, He's also limited. All these limited onlys. Eh, you know, it's just like, I wish you could get a full in there. So maybe that happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime somebody goes down and gets worse, which we'll talk about when we can talk about the Bucks injuries, that's a real bad sign when you go from limited to do not practice. But uh, if you could increase, if you could upgrade from like limited to full on Friday, then I'd feel pretty good about them playing just as long as they don't re-aggravate it in the warmups, I guess. But uh, I 
I don't have much of a feel. Like, my mind says that I feel like T might play, but I don't want to say that uh, because, you know, it's it's really just speculation, but I just feel like aggravation right before the game. They said he could have played during the game. They had that goal line package for him. I don't know. Do you think any of these guys get limited snaps if they play? Like if T plays, is he full go, or do you think he's 60% of snaps or something? 50%. I think if Tyler and T play, they're they're both limited. I truly do. I think you're going to, and it's kind of scary because you'd mentioned it, Trent Taylor, someone we're not talking about who's limited. Uh, because we did have guys step up last week when you think of Trent Nerwin and Trent Taylor with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins sideline. I definitely think this is going to be managed snaps. Um, you have to be smart. Look, again, we're not doctors. We know they're limited right now, and all we have is the injury report. I really feel like Friday is when you get the feel of what's going to happen when um, they rule guys out Saturday officially before they play on Sunday. So as of now, I just the hamstring stuff is just so hard, and then you have Tyler Boyd playing for something that's going to be pain. Not just pain, but uh, can he secure football? I saw them talking about that, and that's the big thing with wide receivers is pretty much – not quarterback throwing hands, but other than that and wide receivers, everybody else could play with a broken finger or a, you know, bad finger. Um, I guess Mike Hilton missed a game, but his was broken in like four places or something, but uh, coordinates, whatever. A lot of guys, you could just put a, you know, the club on, or uh, they could just play through it with, you know, extra whatever on there, just, you know, protection on there so they can't injure it more. But I remember Richard Sherman played a game with a, his was his whole shoulder in a sling, if I'm remembering, in a playoff game, I think. I'm going to look this up. Uh, I swear. If anybody could do it, it's Richard Sherman. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's a goat. Let's see. Now I need to know. Played with one arm against the Packers. Let's see. SB Nation wrote about it. It was in 2015. It I just don't feel like Maybe that. Maybe he just held arm up the entire time. I remember it, he kept holding it up as if it was in a sling. Maybe a sling would be weird to bring on the field. Yeah, I don't feel but, like that's happening in 2022. Uh, that that's going to no, be a 2015. Long. Incredibly enough, uh, Sherman stayed in the game, keeping his left arm pulled up to the side the entire time. In between plays, the cameras found Sherman wincing. Seattle's offense couldn't manage to stay on the field for very long, denying Sherman and the rest of the defense a chance to catch their breath. Uh, so what was the official injury? He was forced to play the last quarter of the game with just one arm. He injured his arm trying to tackle James Starks, getting it stuck. Something happened. I don't remember afterwards because they lost that game. That was – that was oh wait. No, they, they won that game, didn't they? That was the one where they uh, the Packers guy missed the onside kick. See, I can't remember. 2015. This is um, all in my brain. I is this, don't know like, let me ask you this. Was this the 2015 regular season or playoffs? January. Yeah, it was it was January playoffs. I think it was the divisional round. Could be wrong. But it, yeah, he played with one arm. I mean, <laughs> it was no, that's not NFLPA. Cool. NFLPA is not letting that happen anymore. So um, the thing is. <laughs> The thing is, it is. It's going to be a pain tolerance. It's can, how does how is he working as far as the limited snaps he's getting in practice when it comes to catching a ball? Um, obviously, practice is only open for the media for a portion of the practice. So the closed practice again, we don't know what's happening. I think really you're going to get a tell for Saturday when they release their injury report. Not to belabor the point with uh, what I was talking about, but I did find it was the 20, 
2014-2015 season, oh. January 2015. Uh, they That was the conference championship. It was the game that, uh, or whatever his name was, didn't get the onside kick. And then they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots 28-24. So it was that year. I wonder how injured Sherman was. The I, He played in the Super Bowl from what I remember. I don't remember them talking about him not playing. Uh, that was a really good Super Bowl, but can't root for the Patriots. So I was a little sad they won. Yeah, we didn't need any of those. That was plenty. That's why Tom Brady needs to lose on Sunday because he has plenty of rings and he doesn't need to win in regular season anymore. But we'll, well get he to might, He might get a new accomplishment of winning his division for the first time at 6-11. and 11. <laughs> That's just absolutely brutal. They should give the – if the Bengals win on Sunday, they should give them the NFC, NFC South because they beat all the teams <laughs> in the NFC South. And um, it's just a poor, it's such a poor division. You could say the same about the AFC South, which is a little bit better, but. Uh, at least at, the Titans are a really good playoff team. Yeah. The Bengals kind of broke them. Uh, they're struggling over the last couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. The Jags come crawling in for that uh, division title. It's going to be a fun uh, four weeks of football, but a lot of football left. We'll get to more of the preview prediction for the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Bucks little mailbag edition. Still want to talk about Dax Hill getting the start, maybe, uh, depending on Mike Hilton's status next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.